Anna Sheridan, missing for nearly six months now. That's not possible. Someone with a more vivid imagination might decide she'd pierce the veil. There's no place for ghost stories in this investigation or any other. I need you to find me. The Sheridan Tapes, a serialized horror mystery podcast. Stream the complete series today on Realm and on all podcasting platforms. Welcome to The Case Within. True crime storytelling done responsibly. This is a story about uncovering truths, beginning with your own. While the show is based on multiple accounts of real-life crimes, the full story and names have been fictionalized. The Case Within is an immersive listening experience. At times, it may seem like sounds are coming from the sides or behind you. The show contains depictions of violence, sexual assault, mild language, PTSD, and traumatic events that some people may find disturbing. Content warnings for this episode are listed at the end of this show's notes page. Listener discretion is advised. Whimsical Entertainment presents The Case Within, created by Jonathan W. Robbins and Jillian Clare. Episode 3, Old Wounds. Aaron Michaels went missing at age 16. Federal investigators were unable to locate her, and no body was found. The case was unresolved and filed with 17,000 cold cases involving missing persons in the United States. Were you happy, Erin? I was a teenager. Happiness isn't exactly our forte. But enough to run away? Didn't you ever think about it? Not seriously. Well, I'm not you. I know. But... Even if you did make it to San Diego, why didn't you see your friend? Maybe I did. She lied. To cover for you. Okay, sure. But then you just live out your days off the radar there? San Diego is a border town. Yeah, but crossing the border would have left traces. Unless... Could you have gotten a forged passport? That never got flagged? It's not child's play, but... Not impossible, either. But why, Aaron? Why would you abandon everything you knew? Friends, family, for anonymity in Mexico? Adolescent angst, sure, but by all accounts, you had a normal, comfortable life. I don't buy it. You're right, Nicole. That doesn't sound like me at all. I had to rule it out. And now that you have... Hey! Uh, you're not, you're not gonna yell at me today, are you? Why would I yell at you? Well, it's just the, la- the last time you were, uh... You I was what? Kind of, kind of, kind of bitchy. You think that was bitchy? No, I, I did, did I say bitchy? I meant, um, you know, I meant, I... It's I, probably better if you don't finish that sentence. Okay, boy. Um, 
Can we start this over? I mean, I literally said to myself that I was gonna impress you the next time that I saw you, and I'm really not okay, doing it. You can good. impress me by giving me the results of the handwriting analysis. I could, if I had them. They're not ready yet? No, I'm sorry. Look, it, it's not my fault, okay? I. The department has been short-staffed and overworked and everything is taking longer than it's supposed to, okay? I told them to do a thorough job and I, I think that made them nervous and now they don't want to tell me anything until they're certain. Suresh? Yes? I'm gonna try and say this in a way that won't sound like I'm questioning your abilities. That sort of already does sound like that, though. I know you're in a new role and I know you're doing your best. But a girl's life depends on that analysis. If I can't prove that Aaron Michaels is being held under duress, I can't get the green light to reopen this case. You understand that, right? I do. I, I understand that very well. And I feel very bad about all of it. I don't care whose ass you have to oil, just get that letter to the top of the list. I will. I'm on it. I'm calling for reinforcements. You can count on me. I have full faith in you, Suresh. Uh, so this is probably a bad time to ask you to dinner, right? Right, no, it definitely is. Okay. <clears throat> Special agents are empowered to pursue leads and allocate their time where they see fit when they are working on an open case. With this in mind, Nicole can run analysis and make inquiries, but without the deputy director's authorization to reopen the case, bureau resources are limited, and other work takes priority. Director Mendez, can I have a word? Come in. I was contacted with a new lead about this case. Aaron Michaels, been cold for years. Last investigated by Special Agent Croft, good agent. Who contacted you? Nina Michaels, the mother. She received a letter from Aaron. What did it say? An apology. She said she didn't want to be found. Great, so she's not missing anymore. Closed the case and filed under runaways. It's not that simple, sir. I think she was forced to write the letter. Why would someone do that after all this time? I don't know. So send a letter for analysis. I've already done that, sir. I'm waiting on results. Then what do you want from me? To not wait. Just reopen the case and assign it to me now. We have plenty of active open cases. Why should I allocate resources to this one instead? Because if I... If you tell me you have a hunch, then I'm sending you to Canada. No, not a hunch. And Canada is lovely, by the way. But I know you were joking. Just look. You gotta understand that the system is the way it is for a reason. We have to triage. Aaron's not a runaway. I know it in my bones. I'll give you 48 hours. If you can give me some tangible evidence that you're right, I'll reopen the case. Thank you, sir. For Nicole Bomber, getting sign-off on the case isn't the only obstacle. Nicole is undergoing bureau-mandated therapy, upon which Dr. Saunders will determine if she is fit for duty. If he makes the recommendation that she is not, Nicole could be put on a leave of absence 
stripping her of all authority and resources to pursue this case. All right, so what do you want to know that isn't already in my file? This isn't a case where I need to get up to speed on the facts. This is about you owning what happened to you. Because owning is better than renting? Let's just run through everything that night. Tell me about the party. It was my friend Skylar's 18th birthday. It was pretty wild, but I knew a lot of people there, so I felt safe. What do you mean by wild? No, wild. Alcohol, drugs. It was a college party. What do you expect? And did you partake in any of the party favors? <laughs> party favors? Dr. Saunders, don't get all hip on me now. I didn't do anything hard. I probably drank something. Probably. I'd rather not have underage drinking in my file, okay? No one is going to charge you for admitting to the consumption of alcohol while underage. Did you ever? This isn't about me. Yeah, but did you? If you must know, yes. Of course. Ha-ha! I knew it. And now it's your turn. Did you feel like you lost control when you drank? No. I knew what I was doing. I certainly knew that Hunter Biggs was coming on to me. I mean, Hunter Biggs, come on. Did you have a crush on Hunter Biggs? <laughs> crush? Just when I thought you were turning hip. My last crush was when I was eight. This was, Hunter Biggs was the hottest guy in high school. And somehow his allure grew even more when he went to college. Baseline, Brad Pitt and Thelma and Louise. So, yeah, I knew what I was doing. You were reciprocal. I asked him if there was somewhere we could go. To do what? To fuck, obviously. Is that the answer you wanted? I'm not seeking any particular answer. I wanted it so it couldn't have been that bad, right? I'm just asking questions. But you are judging me, right? No, I wouldn't put it that way. If I'm a nut job, then you get my badge taken away. Your mental health is my first priority. Yes, it's true that my second priority is the Bureau. It's important that people in roles of power are fit to wield it. Tell that to the White House. You were assigned to these sessions because your state of mental health is uncertain. And I'm asking you to cooperate with me to address that. Okay. Just so we're on the same page. If I don't answer your questions, you'll say I'm unfit for duty? No, it's... It's not as black and white as that. But I will have to say that you were reluctant to deal with your issues, and that could lead to a determination that a leave of absence is the best thing for you right now. Don't do that, please. I'm on a case right now, and I'm the best person for it. It's not up to me, Nicole. It's up to you. Only you can decide to address your mental health. Why do I feel like I'm being blackmailed here? I know it is uncomfortable to face our traumas. But it has to be done. You can't keep them buried forever. I don't know. I've gone this long. And that's why you're here. So you don't think what happened was my fault? Of course not. Do other people think it was your fault? Some. Skylar does. Did. Does. I, I don't know. Does that bother you? Skylar's a piece of shit. She didn't care about anybody but herself. I don't even know 
why I was friends with her. If I wasn't, none of this would have happened. I know, everything happens for a reason, right? Is that what you believe? Oh, I see what you did there. You're sneaky, doctor. Okay, yes, it's true. If none of that happened to me, I probably wouldn't be at the FBI helping other people and doing what I love. Things can be both bad and good at the same time. Accepting that is an important step to healing. Tell me about what happened at Hunter's apartment. Go through the details. You want me to describe sex? I want you to say whatever you remember. Okay, fine. We went into his bedroom and I let him tear my clothes off and throw me to the bed. Didn't waste any time, we just got right to it and I wasn't complaining about it. He tied my wrists and ankles to the bedposts. I didn't object. It was hot. I was loving every moment of it until the door opened and his friends came in. Look at her. The ties were too tight to do anything. I said no many times, but they didn't care. He didn't care. There were three of them, and each one was more excruciating than the last. I was bawling, but they wouldn't stop. When the last one was done, they put a bag over my head. I laid there for what seemed like hours, and I wanted to die. And then I heard someone else come in. What was left of my soul sank further because somehow I knew that the worst hadn't happened yet. She's older than you said. But look at her. I'll give you 3,000. We agreed on four. You misrepresented the merchandise. Four thousand. <laughs> Do you even know how to use that thing? <laughs> Wait. Okay. Okay. Three thousand. It's two now. Two thousand? Two thousand's great. Two thousand dollars. That's what I was worth. I mean, it shouldn't matter. People are killed for less. You're getting sold to human traffickers. Who cares how much money was involved? The end result is the same. Yet? It bothers me. That they didn't pay more? That they didn't pay the full amount. They looked at me and said, no, she's not worth that much. I tapped into your insecurities. Your issues of living up to your father's success. It's so stupid. Like, out of everything that happened to me, why should that make me angry? It's a very normal thing to feel insecure. Only you were put in drastic circumstances which forced you to confront those insecurities in a heightened way. So you're saying being gang-raped was worse because I was insecure? Look, being violated is... I was gang-raped. Don't soften it. I apologize. Being gang-raped is enough to seriously damage anyone's sense of self-worth. The transaction symbolizes that for you. Let's keep talking about what happened during the abduction. 
Sure. I'm all for lightening the mood. They put something over my mouth and I lost consciousness. I woke up in the back of a van. I was blindfolded and gagged and my muscles weren't working. I was so groggy, but I knew I had to get out of that van. And I couldn't. My body just wouldn't cooperate. I couldn't fight. Probably a benzodiazepine. It wasn't just that. I was broken. I had lost the will to fight. By the time the van came to a stop, I had given up. My fate was no longer in my hands. All I could think about was how mad my mom was going to be. She probably didn't even know I was gone yet. She'd wake up in the morning and find the pillows under my blankets and then just be really, really angry. Because you went to the party? I actively betrayed her trust when she was just trying to protect me. She knew Skylar was bad people. Skylar didn't rape you. Bad people attract bad people. It was her crowd that did this to me. Do you blame her for what happened? I blame the system that allows these things to continue to happen. I assume you mean the powers that exist, or don't, as it may be, to prosecute and convict human traffickers operating internationally. You arrest one, they're replaced with two more. We can't act fast enough. But you weren't thinking about the system then. Who did you blame after it happened? Me. If I hadn't gone to that party that they told me not to go to, if I hadn't gotten so drunk, sure. I blame myself. But not anymore. I know it wasn't my fault. So why does it matter? Trauma is an imprint on your brain. Neural pathways are formed around an event, and your perception at the time affects how those pathways are etched. When we talk about deep-rooted issues, we're talking about neural pathways which are buried under many layers of your neural network. And we have to uncover those layers in order to reforge their connections. That's why this work is so important. You don't just have a pill for that or something? I know this is difficult for you. Nah, it's fun. See this? This is my party face. Your go-to is to cover. And we are trying to uncover. Oh wow, you just went from Bill Nye to Buddha. We're making very good progress, Nicole. Your effort to deflect with humor is a sign that we're actually getting somewhere. Oh, so you like the humor now. Then why aren't you laughing? Are you gaslighting me, Dr. Saunders? The humor is a defense mechanism, because we're reaching those deep layers. Okay, great. So what should we talk about next? You want to hear about Agent Chris's brain matter again? That part's fun. You know what? I have a better idea. Let's just look at some ink blots and call it a day. Well, as a matter of fact, we are at the end of our session. Why don't you take some time to reflect on the feelings that came up today, and I'll see you again on Thursday. Looking forward to it. Dr. Saunders? Yes? Are you going to recommend I get put on LOA? 
I know this must feel like some sort of punishment, but it's not. My primary concern is your well-being. And you know I can't officially discuss my assessment with you, but what I will say is that we have more work to do. I'm fine. I really am. I'll see you on Thursday, Nicole. Damn it, Mom, answer your goddamn phone. And fix that fucking beep! The Case Within stars Jillian Clare as Nicole, Jillian Shea Spader as Erin, Eric Martsoff as Charles, Martha Madison as Jennifer, Jonathan W. Robbins as the narrator, Abby Sina as Suresh, and A. Martinez as Director Mendez, with Patrika Darbo as Lorraine. Paul Nigro as Dr. Saunders, Carolyn Hennessy as Debbie, Addie Dadio as Nina, Dee Freeman as Tamara, and Daryl Dennis as Agent Croft. Additional performances by Paula Lindbergh, Roger Estrada, and Rob Paget. Written by Jonathan W. Robbins and Matthew Carvery. Directed by Jillian Clare and Jonathan W. Robbins. Executive produced by Rachel Beattie. Produced by Jillian Clare and Jonathan W. Robbins. Consulting producer, Susan Bernhardt. Story producer, Matthew Carvery. Associate producers, Theodore Carvery, Tim Crawford, Myrtle McGovern, and Patrika Darbo. Original music by Corey Celeste. Edited by Jonathan W. Robbins. Mixed by Corey Celeste. Audio engineering by Eric Milos. Assistant audio engineer, Maurice Soak, Jr. Catering provided by 16 Meals. Recorded at Clear Lake Studios. The Case Within is a SAG after podcast. Special thanks to Susan Bernhardt, Robert Bernhardt, Seedon Spark, Shane Easton, Benjamin Berg, Ed Robinson, Tanya Einan, Katya Gardner, Rob Goki, Rob Paget, Maria Lisi, Jennifer Liao, Matt Jackson, Beth Newcomb, Matt Newcomb, Jody Younce, Allison Van Orr, and all of our generous contributors. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.